The Jim Channel Podcast, bringing you the big picture on geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of The Jim Channel. Today, we're recording from the Osmine 2017 Mining Innovation Conference in Perth, Western Australia. I'm Misha Stacker from Acquire, and today I'm joined by our, by our guest, Christine Gibbs-Stewart, who is the CEO of Osmine. Yesterday, she opened the Osmine Conference to over 800 delegates, and the two-day event focuses on mining's innovation imperative and growth in the mining and METS industries. Christine, welcome to the Jim Channel, and thank you for taking your time out of the conference schedule to join us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Christine, firstly, um, tell us about yourself. Uh, what's, you know, what is your current role at Osmine and, and what's your focus as CEO? Well, I'm the CEO of Osmine, and for those of you who don't know who Osmine is, we represent the Australian mining equipment technology and services sector. We've been around for about 28 years, and in that time we've been championing the sector. And what we do is we really connect people together, we create opportunities for our members, and we promote the expertise and capabilities of the sector, uh, of our members, uh, both domestically and to the world. That's great. Um, Christine, the Osmite Conference theme is leveraging technological innovation through partnerships and collaboration. Some big words there. Why do you think uh, collaboration and partnerships are, are the key to driving innovation in our industry at the moment? Well, I think that uh, a lot of innovation has been happening within our industry, but one of the missing pieces is that we are not working together uh, either to connect all the pieces to solve some of the major issues impacting on the industry. So by leveraging everyone's skills and expertise from academia through to METs to the, through to the miners, it's going to be a much more powerful force in addressing the challenges we need to address going forward. Yeah, that's great. Um, we've seen lots of uh, presentations over the last two days as well by some of the biggest mining companies here who are talking about at forming those partnerships. You know, do you, do you see that some of those are going to be fruitful, like with the METs and, and mining companies coming together? Um, well, definitely. Um, there were many examples uh, during the conference of mining companies talking about how critical their METs partners were in terms of what they are doing. I think there's been a real change in the industry too, particularly over the last two years, as um, you know, the mining companies have really done all they can in terms of reducing their costs by you know stopping their capital expenditure, reducing headcount, uh, looking at other ways of cutting costs internally. And now what they're focused on really is looking at how they're going to derive value through innovation and technology. They know they can't do that by themselves, and so they are looking for MET sector partners to help them, and they are seeing the MET sector as more valuable partners uh, to do what they need to do to be sustainable into the future. Yeah, we've def definitely had a lot of uh, talks on that. I guess um, going back to that technology point that we're just talking about there, um, obviously we're a software company, we're in the technology space, yeah. we love data, we talk about all those things. Um, we heard yesterday Rio Tinto's chief executive, Chris Salisbury, he mentioned in his keynote presentation that data capture is one of the early building blocks for the mine of the future. Um, do you think that data plays a big role in, in helping the industry become more innovative? Is, is that a, a key to where we're going in the future? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we all talk about the data deluge. We actually have too much data but don't know really what to do with it. 
So I think the next step is, you know, we have all these sensors, we have all this data coming in. It's really analyzing that data, uh, understanding it, being able to capture that data and um, having it be communicated in real time so that uh, people can make uh, really good decisions around it, quick decisions, and uh, be, you know, really insightful in, in terms of those decisions they're making. Yeah, it's sort of, um, I think, a term that we've used a few times on the podcast and what we've heard at um, some presentations that we've had, uh, I think, at PDAC from some of our guest speakers was that we are data pigs. It's a term that I always come back to. And, and it is this thing like we're collecting data all the time. What do we do with it? You know, how, how do we make those decisions? What's the right data to capture? So, so it's definitely, definitely an interesting topic. I guess where we're going with all these innovations and, and you know, these new technologies are coming in place. How do you think that is going to, you know, change the mind of the future? Or what is the mind of the future going to look like? Um, well, one of the things we've been talking about and a big theme of the conference here is really the digital mind, having everything connected and uh, connected, you know, from, from woe to go, uh, breaking down those silos in the mining process. Uh, I loved it when uh, Chris Salisbury talked about uh, having a crusher that actually call, calls the truck and being able to do that um, in, an, you know, in an automated way. Um, and I think that's what the mind of the future is going to look like. It's going to be connected. Um, we're going to think differently when we plan minds in terms of that connectivity. It's going to be built in uh, right at the beginning. It's going to mean, uh, though, that uh, we're not going to have as many uh, people on the mine site. So I think uh, probably in 20 years' time you won't really see humans uh, on the mine site because it's going, everything's going to be uh, remotely operated. Uh, the other thing I think that will be a big change in mining is that we're going to move to small footprint mining. You know, no one wants a mine in their backyard. Um, uh, mining is uh, highly controversial, as everyone knows, um, and it has uh, a bad reputation um, with, you know, publicly uh, because of that fact. So I think we're going to see um, precision mining, um, keyhole mining. Um, the technology will be developed so that we can do that. Uh, instead of, for instance, uh, ex ex our... Um, Exploring, we're going to be discovering because we'll have the technology to know where that, um, you know, ore body is, and we can uh, precisionly drill to it and extract the ore body. So I think, um, you know, it's exciting times for the mining industry, and it's great that there are so many companies like Acquire and uh, like other um, technology companies that are really focused on the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to you know our innovation theme, I know that's sort of the, our buzzword today. What, is, what are some of the biggest uh, or most impressive innovations that have captured your eye lately? Either, you know, have you seen some here at Osmine over the last two days or, you know, anything in the Met sector at the moment? Um, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, some of the innovation is um, uh, what I would call incremental innovation or just a clever idea that has made a big difference in how things happen. Um, yesterday we had a presentation, for instance, by Davies Wear Plates about how they're uh, changing out the wear plates now, um, which is a relatively simple innovation, but one that makes a huge um, difference in terms of that process. Uh, you know, everything around uh, being able to, um, from you know, all the mine planning stuff, 
um, all the mind modeling uh, stuff that is happening, um, all the all the automation, the underground automation, um, and the machine learning that was actually talked about today uh, by Petri Data Science. Um, it's all really you know interesting stuff, which is going to contribute to what you know what the what the mind of the future is. Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of topics on, on automation, the artificial intelligence, yeah. yeah, machine learning. It's it's uh, yeah some really interesting concepts coming through. Listening to a lot of the talks yesterday and continuing on today, what are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges facing our Australian industry at the moment? Uh, well, I think it's really about us and the fact that um, not everyone is along for the innovation journey. Um, it was really great to hear uh, many speakers, whether that was Rio Tinto or Roy Hill or Barrick or, um, geez, I loved Aluka's presentation yesterday when they talked about, and all of those companies were talking about, instilling an innovation culture with inside their organization. Um, actively encouraging people to innovate, putting ideas forward. Uh, Aluka even talked about having a shark tank um, where, you know, you put innovations forward and probably not as harshly criticized as, uh, you know, some of those TV shows are. But really encouraging people to think outside the square and to come up with ideas in terms of how uh, things can be done better. So I think, um, you know, the biggest, the biggest hurdle is really culture. Uh, it's culture from the sense of, um, uh, you know, being very conservative in the approach. Uh, approach. It's culture in the sense of uh, not traditionally partnering uh, with others and uh, opening the lid off what you're doing and exposing maybe uh, some of the issues and challenges um, that you don't want others to know that you have that, uh, those issues uh, and just being open. So those are some of the key, the key challenges, but I, I really do think, uh, given what we've been discussing you know, over the last day and a half, that things are really changing, and the fact that companies are focusing on that innovation and, and really saying we're trying to build an innovation culture really bodes well for the future. Yeah, it's, it's definitely that we have um, lots of uh, challenges there. We see, we see those challenges and we recognise them, but I guess from those challenges we get those opportunities opening yeah. up and we're like, where, how can we address those? But, but two years ago when we had our conference, no one was talking about that. They were talking about the technology and they were talking about innovation in general, but they weren't talking about the people element of it. Because at that time, I think there was still a big denial that the major barrier to moving things forward were the people in the organizations. So it's really great that they said, hey, we realize this is a problem and we're working on it. Yeah, fantastic. It's great that you've seen that, you know, to know that there has been that shift in, in perspective and it is changing. Um, I guess as well, uh, if, if we reflect over the last couple of years, uh, yesterday you mentioned Osmine's membership has also doubled, which is fantastic. Yeah. What do you think, does this represent, you know, the state of the industry currently in Australia? Um, I do. I was actually reflecting on it yesterday as I was listening to the various talks and, um, you know, some people talked about today, but they talked about, uh, you know, um, the 19th century and the journey that uh, their company has gone on in terms of the development of their company and the technologies around that. And not that, you know, we were born in the 1900s, but, you know, we've been around for, for 28 years and it's been a hard slog during a lot of those years. Um, and I make the analogy of Osmine to what actually Caterpillar was talking about in that um, the driverless uh, trucks were being tested in the 1990s, but no one was willing to get out the checkbook 
to uh, buy one or really test one seriously on site. But in 2013, they were finally deployed because people said, oh, wow, you know, what you've been talking about for the last, you know, umpteen years is um, is really relevant and is, is going to, you know, help us do what we need to do. And I, I feel Osmine has kind of been on that journey because we started talking about technology and innovation in, in 1989 and people go, huh? What's, what's that mean? I don't, I don't get it. It's not relevant to our business. But now it is. And so, therefore, I think that uh, as the industry has matured, uh, so has Osmine, and so have the companies around it, and that has made people um, you know, want to join Osmine and be part of the story that we're trying to tell and be part of the great capabilities and expertise that we represent. That's fantastic. Well, I think we'll leave that there, Christine. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, And, yeah, we've got plenty more presentations to catch for the rest of the afternoon. Um, So, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. That's it for today. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues about it, which you can find on iTunes or head to our newsroom at acquire.com.au. You've been listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us at acquire.com.au.